You're listening to Corporate Multiplayer. The official podcast of the 401 Game Zone. Cooperative Multiplayer, the official 401 Game Zone podcast, and yes, I know we missed another week, but hopefully now we've got a time figured out that works for everybody, and we can start being weekly like we're supposed to be. But with me, of course, are my wonderful co-hosts, Daniel Anderson and Robert Cooper. Hello. Ah, see, I was waiting for him to say hello, and then I could say something cute, but then there was a slight delay before he said hello, so, Hello. The correct word would be Robert saying something vulgar. I don't know about him saying something cute. That would be kind of... Well, I meant cute in terms of, like, just, <laughs> kind of, like, smarmy cute. Uh, okay, yeah. that that makes sense. Then. Yeah, or vulgar. I'm Vulgar is right up my alley. If you... If this is your first time listening, vulgar is certainly something you will probably hear a lot of. Apologize in advance. Uh, well, I give everybody the explicit tag. It's great. <laughs> unless it's like unless it's my Sentai Rider cast where I'm like yeah I'll give it everyone because I'm not that vulgar because I'm hosting uh, when, I'm, when I'm hosting I'm fairly calm <laughs> so I am Sean Garver the host of this wonderful podcast that has gone through many changes but we're still here we're still going and guys it was the fourth Last week, did you guys do anything cool or exciting? I got time and a half for working. <laughs> uh, I got invited to a barbecue, which was fun. Meat explosions. Oh, and I saw the new Captain America and Spider-Man movies. They're pretty good. So you saw them at a theater or you saw them at that person's house? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, separate. I saw them in a theater. Okay. I mean, I probably could see them at her house, but no. Nah. Okay. Well, yeah, there you nah, go. At least Robert keeps things legal for movie viewing. Oh, yeah. Let's see. Like, one of, like there's one time one of uh, this girl's friends was like, you know you can just watch movies online like a few weeks after they come out. I'm like, oh, yeah. I forgot all about that. I'll wait. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of got- times you also got to run the risk of, it infecting your computer or something. So then that's true. And considering I literally have a four laptops sitting in my room right now, with one that's partially fried, the other one with a non-working fan, one whose hard drive is nearly corrupted, and then one that works, I don't need any more laptop drama. God, God damn it! No, you could start your own uh, store after a while. You you have well, any more. I can start fencing parts off of everything. Robert's computer junkyard. <laughs> I had a teacher like that in middle school. The band teacher, anytime there was a dying piece of electronic electronics, they would give it to him so he could try to fix it. <laughs> so the entire band room was filled with like random, uh, like there was stuff like random like record players, like old computers. <laughs> it was interesting. Right, right. Yeah. Well, well, I had to work as well, so and we don't 
if you're part time, you do only get time and a half for Christmas and Thanksgiving now. So stupid Kmart, just continuing to find ways to make people not want to work there. Uh, oh, well, that's funny because most of them are closed, so nobody does work there. Hi, oh. <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's true. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. The one down the road, the one near my house, has uh, they split it in half. Like I guess they just they closed it, and now half of it is a Planet Fitness. How, what? Yeah, it's it's one of those. It's just I guess they took a larger, uh, like you know, they took a larger store and just cut it. I guess rebuilt it on the inside. I mean, we so put a, a we put an auto lab in ours, but. We didn't take the whole store and make it, or half the store and make it a fitness center either. Yeah, so half of it's a fitness center, and then you got the office for the place, and then you have the other half of it still for sale. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, it was like a super game art. Huh. It was. Uh, well, getting to gaming stuff, uh, I finally joined Steam this week because I got a code. From Adam to review Final Fantasy 13, or not 13, 3, uh, Same time. uh, for, uh, the PC. Um, I can say that it's really, they don't change a lot. The, uh, graphics are crisper, obviously. The cutscenes look better. The text looks nicer. Um, pretty much it still has the same graphics as the DS as far as the character models and stuff. They don't change anything that way. Um, it just kind of runs better, runs cleaner, you know. Uh, all the stuff from the DS game is there. Uh, I had to get used to having to use a keyboard. It was different than having the DS buttons, obviously. Um, and I uh, played some Hearthstone, and I've been... Well, I don't know if I'm going to review Dragon Guard 3 still or not. It's like almost two months old at this point. But I'll see if I get around to it. I'm still trying to finish that game. I still need to review review Lord of the Shadow 2. Really? (laughs) I mean, I bought it. It's mine. I just never wrote the review because once I was done with it, I was like, Well, if you bought it, you don't have to write the review. (laughs) I told Randall I'd review it because I'm like, yeah, nobody else will. I'm a huge fan of the franchise. And then when I was done with the game, I was just like, "Uh, do we really need one? Do I have to take time out of my day? I guess you don't. <laughs> well, no, because everybody would just be like, yeah, yeah fucking fanboy. Well, I didn't buy anything from the Steam sale, but I heard you guys did. So, what did you guys buy? Well, I mean, it, I came away with uh, Natural Selection 2 and Mountain Blade, which I'm totally not playing right now. That means he's playing it right now. <laughs> so, Robert, you said you bought like ten games. What did you? I did for like twenty bucks. It's great. I bought because uh, they had a lot of games for like a dollar fifty or something. So I got this game, Divine Divinity, that I've that apparently like the grades for it were okay. So I'm like, okay, but Far Cry Two figured that was a good uh, good pickup for like two fifty. Why not? I can, like, kill elephants, right? Isn't that how that game works? <laughs> I don't I think know. all of them work that way, but yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're elephants in three. <laughs> or two. <laughs> oh, well, I just know there's malaria in two. 
Well, that's uh, dangerous enough. Yes. Remember, kids, malaria is no fun. I bought a uh, Ikaruga, which that game's a bitch, but I like it. I've it's heard. Fun. Uh, one of those great uh, underrated games on the GameCube as well. Yeah, yeah. This version's pretty good. It's just one of those, if I uh, really wanted to just play it over and over and over and over again, I would. So, I mean, I played the first level like 15 times. Jeez. And I still got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I played it with unlimited continues so I could learn, like, the, the bullet the bullet patterns and the enemy patterns. But I'm still, like, not that. Speedy, get the hell off the desk. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I just, played, yeah, I just played that over and over and over again. And it was fun. I'll probably go play it some other time this week. Uh, I bought this game One Way Heroics, which was looked like some sort of older type of RPG. Like, it's newer, but it looks kind of old school. Uh, I bought Civ 3, because why not? <laughs> I bought Startopia, which looked cool. I bought Super Hexagon. Huh, my mom uninstalled it. That's nice. Yeah, Super Hexagon's fun. It's just, uh, you're this pointer, and you're trying to dodge the walls in this hexagon. It's one of those games that's so simple, it's stupid. But you can just keep playing it over and over and over again. It's really addicting. Uh, I bought Tropico 3, which it's okay. I expected it to be a little more fun, I guess. Because I know it's supposed to be like a dictator simulator, and it kind of feels like Dictator Tycoon. <laughs> you don't like you don't like being able to just design your whole dictatorship. Uh, I guess it's, I expect a little more. Maybe if I uh, play it some more, I'll have some fun with it. Like, I was starting to get into it. It was a, it was an interesting game. Could be worse. They have and a then topic I'm, of, I think, 4 and 5 for 360. I heard those are better. Yeah, one of my friends was like, yeah, Tropico 3 sucks. I'm like, I mean, it seems okay. It's just, eh, I should have installed Civil, played Civilization instead. And then I got the two Witcher games for, like, $6 total, because fuck yeah. Even though I've been told my computers will not be able to run Witcher 2. Oh, well, darn. No, my mom's computer will, but, like, my computers. Apparently, like, Witcher 2 is really graphics intensive. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I got a pretty good, uh, pretty good haul. Like, I was actually kind of disappointed with a lot of the Steam sale. Because it seemed like a lot of the games I had on my wish list that I wanted to uh, get for cheap were never, like, they never dropped to, like, their lower price a lot of times. Like, they would never really, uh, yeah, like, they would always drop, like, maybe, like, 40%, but I'd seen them at 75% earlier. It's like none of them seem to really drop when I'd like them to. The only one that I actually uh, dropped and I just didn't buy it was The Wolf Among Us. Well, damn, you really need that to drop. It's already cheap enough. Well, it was at $8, but I only had 20 to work with. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the series is ending, so maybe they'll put it together in a package and make it 50% off or something. Uh, the way I looked at it was, like, a lot of these games, like, uh, Don't Star was on there, Strider, Banner Saga, like, all those, once we probably get to the Christmas sale, they'll probably drop even more. Because I kind of, because most of these games, I figure they'll drop, they'll just drop even more, 
Though some of them might not, like uh, the Code War games. I was thinking of getting those really cheap. Nope. <laughs> they didn't even drop at all. They were still 10 bucks the entire sale. Grumble, grumble, grumble. Yeah, but... Yeah, like, uh, those Telltale games, I could definitely see the appeal in those. I started playing Walking Dead. Ah. Uh, I got through Chapter 1. And I wanted to start Chapter 2, but I knew if I started Chapter 2, I'd be up another three hours, and I've not come back yet. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was, uh, it's so good. See why we tell you to play things? Yeah, well, I mean, I knew it would be good. It felt very much like a point-and-click adventure. It is. It is, yeah, that's probably why it is, it is one. But I mean, it was, it was fun, it was really intense. I spent a lot of time doing it, like, wasting time, because I couldn't find things. I was like, huh, let me keep pressing the, turning on the TV with the remote. <laughs> <laughs> and then I spent, like, five minutes trying to get that brick. Really? From the gate. <laughs> I was like, He's like, oh, no, I can't get it. I'm like, dude, you could just twist a little and grab the brick. Come on, asshole. <laughs> so I mean, you can edit the game for you not being able to figure it out. <laughs> oh, no, I eventually got the brick. But it was it was a lot of fun. Though that really nice guy whose name I don't remember, yeah, he died. So I was like, oh, the hot reporter with a gun. Yeah, got to save her because she has a gun. And then I was like, got to save the kid because... Yeah, kids. You gotta save the kid. I'm sure one of these kids are gonna die. I'm gonna be really sad. No spoilers. Uh, no comment. Yeah, I already, I already got spoiled on one of them. So I was like, damn it, that happens all the time. Fucking spoilers. Don't you love it? Oh yeah, but yeah. I played some of that. Played some Ikaruga. Played Half Minute Hero. That game's still fun, even if a few of the achievements are glitched. Or actually, some of the some of the stuff in the game is still glitchy, and the developers haven't fixed it, and they're probably not going to fix it. So, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I guess heck, that goes right into the what we played, and there you go. That's what I played. <laughs> <laughs> and I was playing Bleach versus Crusade on my computer. Though the problem is, it's in Japanese, and the emulator is for a Wii. And the Wii is like the hardest controller for me to figure out how to emulate on a computer because it's just, I've, I've never really played a Wii. Like I've played with like the Wii, like the Wii nun, like the Wii controller, but I've not played it as like the whole nunchuck and everything. So anytime I like play a game on like a Wii emulator, I'm like, what am I doing? I don't understand. <laughs> uh, oh, Nintendo. If only people still bought your systems. Next. Uh, Daniel? <laughs> uh, I've been playing Mountain Blade a lot. It's really, really addictive, more so than I ever thought it was. Uh, and Natural Selection I played a little bit. That's really been it. I had some, I didn't get to play as much last week as I wanted to. I had to head out of town for some personal issues, but... Well, hey, at least you played something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, speaking of sales, guys, uh, we all own an Xbox console, and lots of uh, games are going on sale. So this is the ultimate game sale week. Um, today, if you're listening to this on a Tuesday, uh, you have Assassin's Creed 
Black Flag and you have the Fable Trilogy that are both on sale for 33% off. I think the Fable Trilogy is like 40 bucks. I'm guessing that means Black Flag is around that price as well. And then you have a bunch of other games that are going to be on sale the entire time during the entire week. Uh, you have Elder Scrolls Skyrim, which is going to be 6-7% off, which that usually means around at least a $10 range. You got Gears of War 3, you got Amazing Spider-Man 2, Blood Rain Betrayal. Your Castlevania Lords of Shadow 2 is 50% off, Robert. I know you already have it, but, you know, at least <laughs> yeah, uh, so- if anybody anybody buying it, just remember, it's not as bad as you hear, but don't get your hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> so just have low expectations and you won't be disappointed. Yeah, just have low expectations and remember, there are stealth sections. And even when you think the stealth sections are gone, they'll come back. And the ending's kind of like a flat fart. <laughs> uh, child <laughs> Child again, Dishonored, Darksiders 2, Dose uh, X Human Revolution, Devil May Cry 4 is also on here for 75% off. Dishonored, DuckTales Remastered, both the Fallout games, Fallout 3 and Fallout New Vegas. Uh, the FIFA World Cup game is 60% off now that the World Cup is pretty much over, or almost over. Uh, one of the games is today, the other one's tomorrow. Fight, uh, Fight Night Champion, Lower Croft Guardian of Light, which was free for gold not too long ago. Uh, Middle Gear Solid Ground Zeroes is $10. MX ATV Reflex, Pac-Man Museum, Portal 2, Silent Hill HD, Skate 2, Street Fighter X Tekken, Stuntman Ignition, Charles Evolution, Charles Fusion. Uh, all of the Walking Dead episodes are 50% off. Uh, Witcher 2, uh, that's all on there. And there's gonna be a few daily ones as well that will be on every day. So make sure you check every day until Tuesday. Whenever they update next week, they'll be doing this game so so uh I'm really intrigued. What I hate is that I get paid next week. So um I do I think I do well yeah, no, I get paid on Saturday, so maybe Saturday I'll get to pick up a bunch of these games that I've been wanting to I've been waiting for them to go really low so I can buy them. This is probably about as low as they're gonna get because they won't get this low at GameStop for like another probably year or so. If that See, uh, see, I was hoping, I was actually planning on waiting on Elder Scrolls, because uh, as I've seen at the local Walmart, they have a Skyrim Bioshock Infinite 2-pack for like 30 bucks. But it's kind of hard to beat uh, Skyrim at what, like 10, $5, $10? Yeah, Something like probably that. around there. Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat that, because I mean, that's actually what I'm kind of excited about, just on a random tangent here. About a lot of these, uh, the systems getting older is we're starting to get like really big game bundles for really cheap. Oh yeah, I have to love that because yeah, I mean for for I mean for at least for you and Evolver that don't have the new systems yet, it's a way yeah. we can play the older games that we didn't get to play and get to enjoy them before moving on to those new systems. And then maybe you don't play with that old system as much. Yeah, like they have, uh, like heck on Amazon, they have that one that has XCOM, Bioshock, and Borderlands, like ten bucks. Nice. Yeah, it's hard to beat that. Like the only the only time I've ever regretted buying a bundle was when I bought that Devil May Cry trilogy for nine dollars, and then I went to another shop a few like a few weeks later, and they're like, "Yeah, we got it for four. I'm like, "Why? <sighs> Why do you to me?" <laughs> you have to love uh, that. Oh yeah, it's. I mean, I knew that was g- g- probably going to happen sooner or later, but it was because they were having a good sale. 
Though they made me wish I would have picked up the Kingdom Hearts 1.5 remix for the PS3. Should have done it and sold it. <laughs> well, I have it, and I'm glad I have it. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't have a PS3. I was just like, yeah, I could have bought it for like five bucks, sold it. There we go. Make money. Oh, well, that's not a bad idea. I always yeah. do that. Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know if they're doing any... Are they doing any more sales on anything? I know, or are we done with sales for the time being? The Steam summer sales over, and I'm guessing is GOG still doing sales, or it's probably over. Yeah, I mean you're still gonna find sales on games every now and then, but nothing big. Like Steam's got a sale, like all. Okay, let me add. Hold on, add Mountain Blade to my wish list. And now, uh, yeah, Steam's got, like, a weekly, like, a deal every day or so. Like, right now they have Stronghold Crusader HD for three thirty nine, which is, like, 66% off from the original $10 price. But really, that's, like, usually you're not going to find deals that you would find, like, on, like, you know, that you'd find during the Steam sale, like Skyrim for 5 bucks or something, you know. Right. <clears throat> right. Right. Well, if for some reason you don't know, The Wolf Among Us, the last episode, episode 5, Cry Wolf, came out, uh, at least for the PS platforms today, and then it will come out for 360 uh, tomorrow. Uh, so that's the final one. I'm still stuck on... Actually, I had a terrible thing happen where my in my moving out process, I guess I banged my 360 against something, or I don't know what happened, but basically it unformatted my hard drive. And I lost everything. So, I had to re-download all my games, all my Rock Band songs. I had to go buy Rock Band 1 for a dollar at GameStop so I could get those songs back. This time I was like, you know what, I'm not trading that back in. I'm just going to keep that in case that ever happens again. Uh, and I, I got, at least I got Gears of War 2 for a dollar as well. So that was, <laughs> that wasn't too bad. Um uh. I couldn't imagine how I could not imagine how much that would suck. Yes, it does suck because I have plenty of games like The Wolf Among Us, like Walking Dead season two that I was not finished with. Now I have to basically go through Walking Dead one again, so that all my stuff I did in Walking Dead one transfers to Walking Dead season two. Uh, I was just thinking of like all those game saves. Oh yeah, exactly. All the uh, uh. Oh, don't remind me. Just don't. Like, if that happened, like, I'd be so sad, because then I'd lose all my uh, creator wrestlers from SVRs 07 to 2013. That's a lot. It's like a time capsule of, like, stupid. Yeah. Oh, if you uploaded, well, at least if you uploaded them on 2013, you could have them there, I guess. Uh, well. Wait, I don't think you can transfer wrestlers from other games. No, you can ones. upload them to the create the community thing uh, in thirteen. Okay. Well, yeah. I can't. I don't even have like a router on the damn thing to pick up internet. Uh, the only the only way I get internet is by uh, getting an Ethernet cable and like running the internet through my computer through the computer to the three sixty. I'm sure your mom will love having. A cable just running throughout all the house, just so you could. Uh... Well, no, I run it through the laptop. Besides, oh. she doesn't even know I have the 360. Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Hiding a how old is the 360 now? A console from your mom? Two and a half years now. 
So, like, in two years when you get the, the Xbox One or the PS4, you're going to hide that, too? Nah. Probably not. I mean, heck, I already asked her for, like, last Christmas. I'm like, can I get a PS3? No. Damn it. <sighs> oh, you can't have a PS3. Instead, you're getting dress clothes. Because you're an adult. <sighs> like, you're right. Don't you love that when they tell you, you're an adult yeah. now, you can't get things you want anymore? You can't play video games. You play video games all the time. Doesn't matter. <laughs> you know the average age of a video gamer mom is like 30. That's... Tell her that next time. I will. And then she'll be like, man, I'll be like, you beat Skyrim before me. You can shut up. <laughs> there you go. That should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> yeah, she beat it like 50 hours earlier, too. Uh... You could- I didn't kill Alduin until I was, like, level 42. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Well, I, I've been to two of these things, the one for Zelda and the one for Final Fantasy. So, uh, I know you're a big Pokemon fan, Robert, so I'm sure you will be ecstatic to know that there will be a Pokemon orchestral concert series. The creative team behind The Legend of Zelda, Symphony of the Goddesses, that was awesome, is going to be doing one for Pokemon. I don't know that they have such distinctive music that you can really make a concert series out of it, but maybe they will surprise us all. Uh, hey, there, I would listen to that like fucking Pokemon Center theme for five hours. That's fine. <laughs> you would. Uh, the... Um, <laughs> The tour will take place right before the 2014 World Pokemon Championships on August 15th. It's going to happen in the Washington, D.C. Warner Theater. And then they're going to go to the Philadelphia Man Theater on September 19th, and there's going to be more uh, locations and dates announced after that. Uh, you can go find out uh, the prices for tickets and stuff right now if you'd like, though. So I guess, Robert, you can go check that out and see if it's something that, you know, they're not outrageously priced, because I remember the Zelda and Zelda ones... I had to wait until it was almost the you know the week or two of, and they lowered the prices to fill the seats. Yeah. Uh, Only they did a Castlevania one. If that happened, uh, something crazy is going on with Castlevania at this point. Uh, yeah. I mean, hey, they have enough. They got enough epic music. That's true. That's true. They do. I, I could see them doing it like if they put another game with it or something. Yeah. Uh, like, I yeah, I, I couldn't really uh, see it. <laughs> I couldn't see it actually happening because the game series is not nearly as uh, as much in the pop culture eye as the other ones. As much as I love it, it's it's not as much in like you know. People don't don't talk about oh man you know I love me some Castlevania like you don't hear that as nearly as much you're like everybody obsessing over Zelda or Pokemon. <sighs> So, Darn. so uh, Daniel, are you gonna try out this uh, Destiny beta when it hits on July twenty-first or July twenty-third? I'm actually not sure at this point. I don't know if I want to put money down right now or if I want to wait and see how the game is. They haven't done enough to uh, persuade you yet. No, <laughs> I mean, my big thing is if it's just gonna be a multiplayer Halo. I don't know if it's enough for me to want to play it. 
<laughs> so are you thinking it's destined to fail? No, I, I'm just saying I'm not sure if it's enough that I want to, if it's at the point where I definitely want to buy it and play it. Yeah, I feel you. I know how that feels. I'm a big Halo fan, but I too am not too sold on the whole, well, is it really a multiplayer? Even if it has story missions, like, I don't know that I'm totally sold on, like, an MMO Halo, but I'd, I guess I'd have to see more gameplay and stuff to see if I really want to. I've heard it's one of those that the more you play it, the more you end up liking it. So, we shall, I guess, see if maybe, maybe, uh, we'll know in a couple weeks if, if Daniel joined or not. Well, Nintendo gets got got a lot of good news uh in the last week. Uh Satoru Wada rating his rating went up and then he got reelected. And there was a shareholder that says he does not understand video games and he's angry because at Nintendo shareholders meetings they always talk about childish things like what the future of video games is gonna be. And I am flabbergasted that Mr. Wada continues to hold the position even though he said he would resign before. Iwata, of course, said that the translation was misinterpreted, and he never said he would resign. He just said he has a commitment to Nintendo. So, obviously, this is good news. Uh, some Obviously, this shows also why investors sometimes are stupid, and that why having to cater to investors sometimes really sucks, because they don't understand the product that you're trying to sell to them, and they're just there to make money. Uh, and, I mean... Obviously, more good. I mean, Nintendo had a great E3. We, uh, I, this is more good stuff, right, for them. I, do you guys think this is what all shareholders think at some point? Even, even with the bigger companies like Activision and all that, you still have a bunch of guys that just go, "Oh, these video games are stupid. I just want to hear I can make money." <laughs> I think that's a portion of it. <laughs> Roll out the new. Huh? Call of Duty. Fuck it. I don't care. I want money. That's <laughs> so why we have a free uh, uh, WWE Network uh, deal going on because you know shareholders want money. So yeah, well that will. I think it's a little different because Vince promised them like a fucking tanker truck load of money, and then he's like, "Oh shit." Uh. <laughs> No, I, I like what one of the four. I think it was a four one one commenter said. He's like, "Oh, it looks like bad news." Barrett does have some uh, something to do with his job now. <laughs> Walk up to the production truck. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. <laughs> You're fired. <laughs> like walking to the locker room. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Just over and over. See, at least at least he could do something after Jack Swagger's de- derailed his push. I mean, damn, Jack Swagger is two for two on championship uh, ruining title pushes. That's true. He even ruined that's, his own. Yeah. Now, well, that's three for three then. Now, uh, now we wait for Rusev. The Rusev kind of bores the shit out of me. Maybe it's because his finisher's the fucking camel clutch. I don't know. But that we the people, man, that that, that has never been any more louder than it was in the last week. Because everybody's been bored with Rusev. Or maybe it's, just a, maybe it's just a patriotic thing, who knows. Oh, it was probably because it's 4th of July, or as I like to call yeah. it, Merck Explosions and, and Hot Dogs Day. It's all about meat explosions, Merck. And somehow over here in Florida, people are still stupid enough to uh, get themselves hurt doing explosions on 4th of July. But, you know, it doesn't stop people from being dumb. 
nothing will ever stop people from being dumb. Uh, Nintendo actually filed a patent to enable gamers to see 3D images on 2D displays. Uh, apparently the device is going to detect movement of a player and give you the illusion that objects are being displayed in three-dimensional space. Um, it's sort of like Nintendo trying to do, you know, VR, but not, almost sort of in the way they did with the Virtual Boy and stuff like that. But possibly maybe using like a, a 3DS or some other, something else. Do you guys think that maybe not in the way that we've seen Oculus, but the way Nintendo's done VR before? Do you think they can get it to work, or do they need to leave this to the people that know how to do it? Well, I mean, when you think about it, they screwed up motion control at one point and ended up getting it to work. So, if anybody can do it, it'll be Nintendo. I don't know if that's the best use of their money, though. Apparently, it's even going to let you smell things and blow air in your face and whatnot. That's That's like one step away from, like, the fucking government being like, oh, I saw what you said on the Internet, and then blows fucking, like, mustard gas into your face, (laughs) and then makes you smell a giant fart. I'm telling you. (laughs) Because that's going to happen. I don't know that I would feel great about wind blowing in my face as I'm trying to see things and my eyes are getting all crazy anyway. And who knows what you're going to be smelling out of the... As long as it's not something burning, I guess, I'm I'm fine with it. They should just go old school. Let's add a scratch and sniff. <laughs> Somehow, you know, they're that crazy. I could see it happening. <laughs> Uh, it's like, oh, now <laughs> now scratch this one. It smells like a skunk. That's because you hit a skunk. They should have that for the goat simulator. I don't even want to know what you'd be smelling with the goat simulator. <laughs> Goaty things, I don't know. It's terrible. Yeah. I don't know what goats smell like. I don't want to know what goats smell like. I'm sure it's terrible. I'm sure it smells like a goat. Let's ask Taylor for Nah. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, so Miyamoto, in two places, he says that he doesn't like the fact that Zelda's be- the new Zelda's being called an open world Zelda because it may not be as open as everybody wants it to be. But then he also says that there's a new 3DS Zelda in the works. So. Why do we have all this contradicting stuff? Can we just not just say it's Zelda, it's open world, and just be done with it? Like, do we have to have all this? I mean, and do we need another 3DS Zelda? Didn't we just have one? Don't turn Zelda into Mario. I don't need, we don't necessarily need a Zelda game every year. Like, we're good. Make it, make it like an every two, three year thing. Just don't, don't. Don't like I mean Jesus. We have a Mario game every year, and it makes it to where you're like, oh great, another Mario game. Doesn't no, look it up. Does Nintendo need to invest in making some new IPs at this point? I know we saw Splatoon and stuff, but we need bring back Nintendo Dogs. Really, of all things, Nintendo Dogs. <laughs> bring back Nintendo Dogs. Pull pull a fucking Dreamcast. Make it to where you can use that damn tablet on the go or something. There you go. You can make it like a Tamagotchi. There you go. Make a Tamagotchi Nintendogs. 
Sam. <laughs> Maybe I'm scared because Ultra. Nintendo might actually do it. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody is listening besides Tom. That <laughs> uh, you know what? That would be scary because they probably will do. It. I'm sure they do have some kind of role for Nintendo right now. I'm sure. Like that'll be there. Like, uh, oh, I mean, what else should they uh, invest in? Uh, I can't remember any other random Advance Wars. There we go, new Advance Wars. Yes, games. that would be great. Why can't we have a new Advance Wars? How about an Advance Wars for Wii U? Wouldn't that be nice with Wii actual Wii like real Wii. graphics? Give us Geist too. I'm kidding. Nobody wants to play fucking Geist. <laughs> real Ghost could happen. Starcraft Ghost. <laughs> Bring Starcraft Ghost. Everybody will flock to that system like seagulls on a bunch of rice. And it'll probably end up about the same way, too. Lots of explosions and deaths. I can make uh, Ikaruga 2 or, or Ikaruga 2. Yeah, Ikaruga 2, yes. Well, it was originally a Dreamcast game, so I don't know. I'm trying to, I'm trying to just think of other stuff that they really should just bring back. Heck, why not more Castlevania games for them? Because I know a lot of the uh, 2D ones are all, pretty much only on the uh, 3DS and stuff. Why not? Uh, why not see if you can cook something up with old Konami there? You know, have maybe some Wii exclusives, some, or some Wii U exclusives. Which reminds me, apparently they stopped production on the Wii. Finally. Well, that makes sense. They need to stop. Getting people to buy the Wii U, and they get, need to get them to buy the Wii U. That's right. Hopefully, it'll be like the. Uh, maybe it'll just be like the 3DS, which everybody said the 3DS was a piece of shit when it came out, and they dropped it like 50 bucks within a few, like a few months. Maybe it'll be like the 3DS, and in like retrospect, we'll be like, hey, the Wii U was actually a pretty good system once it got started. Well, there is good news for the Wii U. Uh, Mario Kart 8 sold two million units in within its in less than a month. So well, damn, it's Mario Kart. Even though I hate Mario Kart because I suck at it, and my cousin always used to beat me at it as a kid child. Shit, Mario Kart's the the jam, man. If you play any racing game, that's the game you play. In Mario Kart. I don't care how much I suck at it. I'm playing that game. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think what. Now, see, if I ever play a racing game, it's Need for Speed Most Wanted, the first one, because my Chevy Cobalt was like the best fucking thing ever. Really, a Chevy Cobalt? <laughs> well, it's because like the. That game with you added a lot of those unique upgrades after you defeat a. Oh, bosses. that's right. Okay. It would get it to where like everything's all the way up, which was awesome. And also, I could drive a Dodge Viper in that game without crashing oh, because sweet. In all the other games, it's realistic, so the handling is only about halfway instead of all the way up because Dodge Viper is not the best at handling. And that's my favorite part. So it's sad. So is that you know the Wii U? Getting sales of Mario Kart 8 that quickly, does that leave us with uh, positive things for the Wii U, knowing we got Smash Brothers in the can still? I'm sure it's still going to sell more stuff, and there's rumors of DLC. Does this mean that the Wii U is really still viable if you make good games for it? It means two million people own a Wii U. That's good. Oh, go ahead. I was just say it's it's I mean it's a great thing like anytime any game sells two two million units that's spectacular especially if it's only for one system I mean even if only like maybe an 
eighth of those were like new system buys. That's still what? Two, two, 250,000 new systems? Like that's a lot. When you consider they have, they've barely really sold anything with the Wii U. That's great. Like I know I love to rag on Nintendo because they're a really easy target. They're almost as easy as the Ouya. Which is ironic because the Ouya is not easy to use. <laughs> There's always got to be some kind of ooya joke in here. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. oh, hey, I didn't go to the Virtual Boy yet. Well, that's because I already mentioned it. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't mention really. it. That one makes yeah. sense, actually, when I mentioned it. So, uh, the, well, I mean, but you just said it right there, though. I mean, think about think about the attach rate, though. If you have 6 million Wii U's and you have 2 million in less than a month sold for Mario Kart 8, I mean, obviously that means a lot of people probably bought the Wii U. I know a lot of people that they're waiting for games like that to come out. Uh, I just, I keep seeing the damn bundle thing in my store, and I keep going, damn it, I want to play Mario Kart really bad. I'm really tempted to put this yeah. on layaway. <laughs> and that's the people they're going to get. The ones that are like, man, I really miss Mario Kart. I want to play Mario Kart. So they go and play Mario Kart. And that's... I mean, hell, if that's the only reason people buy that system, there have been stupider reasons for people to buy systems. What do you say, Daniel? I know you're a fan of Mario Kart. Yeah, I mean, I think if nothing else, it shows third-party developers that there is still a market for the Wii U. You just can't put out a crap game. It has to be a decent game for people to buy it. I think the thing that will tell is something like Bayonetta 3 that's... I know it's Japanese. I know that has kind of its own little market, but it, it is a third... sort of third party. If they can get Bayonetta 2 to work, they're already talking about making a Bayonetta 3 exclusive. So if they can get that to sell, then that should be able to really hype people up on, you know, maybe we can take a hit a little bit on the graphics and it's not going to be this milestone graphically, but we know we can make this unique game for the Wii U, which is the important thing, because you have the gamepad there, and if Nintendo keeps showing you reasons why you need to use the gamepad, then maybe you'll you'll have developers want to make these games. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess we'll just have to see. I mean, developers talk a lot. Like, don't you remember Two Human was supposed to be some epic trilogy? Oh, God. Don't remind me. Uh, Two Human. <laughs> I bought that game, played it for an hour, and was like, "Yeah, no thanks. Same thing. Well, it's because I was playing on an S... Same problem that came up with Dead Rising. I was playing on a stand- SDTV, and I couldn't read anything. I had that problem, Just, too. <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, fuck this game. Because I bought it when I bought that uh, the new 360. It was like six bucks. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to buy it, because this game looked really cool. And then I played it for an hour, and then I'm like, ah, I'm going to go play UFC. I just remember thinking, I was like, why do I need to get a bigger TV so I can read things? Like, shouldn't it fit to my TV? This doesn't make sense. Right, I guess it just makes the uh, makes it clearer. Right. Well, no, I had problems, I think, when I first got the 360. I think there were some games that I forgot I had to switch the format or something. It was formatted to HD automatically or something, and it would make the... to where some of the text would be under... You couldn't see it because apparently the TV wasn't big enough or something. So I had to switch it around. I was like, what is going on with this? But it's okay. I figured it out eventually. That was the problem with T-Human, too, is they... It wasn't just the text. It was just the game was not that great anyway. 
Uh, but yes, aside from two humans issues, uh, you can make good games for the Wii U. It's just, you have to actually want to do it. Um, well, it's speaking of developers, Cliffy B came out of retirement, guys, and he made a, uh, he made it a, his own studio, Boss Key Games. He did stick to his word about he's not making any more disc games. He's only making online games, uh, only multiplayer games to be exact. And right now he's working with Visceral with uh, Battlefield Hardline. But he's been in – he's been playing a lot of Rust apparently. So a lot of people are thinking that whatever his game is is going to have a lot of influence with that. Uh, are you excited? We know what Cliffy B does, you know, Gears of War, Unreal, all that stuff. Are you guys excited about what he could possibly bring, or you don't care? At this point, I'm taking a wait and see. Yeah. I mean, the, that's pretty much what I'm going to do. I'm not like, now some people are like disciples of the guy. I mean, he seems like a really cool guy, and he's re- released some really good games, but I just don't know enough of really, I don't really, I'm not really, like, obsessed with the guy or anything, or I have really, like, a super amount of faith in him. Like, if he releases a good game, I'm like, oh, cool. I guess he's still got it. And if he doesn't, I'm like, oh, well. And it happens. <laughs> yeah. So, the Video Game Critics Awards came out for E3, and Evolve won the best of show. Uh, I don't know how much you guys got to see Evolve, but uh, No Man's Sky won best original game. Uh, Super Smash Bros. for 3DS won best handheld. Rainbow Six Siege won best PC. Uh, Oculus Rift was best peripheral, uh, as if there was that many other peripherals there. Um, Batman Arkham Knight was best action-adventure. Dragon Age Inquisition, best role-playing game. Smash Brothers Wii U was the best fighting game. Uh, Civilization Beyond Earth got best strategy game. Mario Maker was the best family game. Uh, and No Man's Sky won best innovation, best independent game. And Evolve also won for best console and multiplayer. So, does that mean we really need to expect a lot of great things out of Evolve then? When it first comes, when it, when it comes out? Are y'all excited for this game? I mean, I signed up for the alpha. <laughs> when is that? Is that started yet, or the sign up has started? I don't think the actual alpha has started yet. Well, at least it got you doing something. Are you excited? I know we can't play it yet, Robert. But are you? Are you? <laughs> uh, what, yeah. Did you watch his trailer? Did you see? I, I the Kraken looking thing. Maybe you want to sit there and play it, just to be able to play as that thing. But, you know, that's good at least. Are you are you, are you into this four versus one thing? Uh, I haven't. I didn't actually see anything about the game. Heck, I've never even really heard of the game. It's a a game where basically it's all it's online, and you you either get to control the villain or you can control one of the main characters. And try to either kill the villain or be the villain and kill the characters. Oh, this reminds me of a game I used to play with a football. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really... I don't know if I can uh, <laughs> repeat what we called it, but it 
had to, to smear the rhyme with something that's a gay slur. Yes, yes, I played that one as a kid too. Yes, that, that's kind of what it reminds me of. Like everybody teams up on the one guy, and you try to kill the one guy until he gives up the football, and then you become the guy, right? And that's pretty much what this is. Uh, I don't know if it's exactly that, but I guess I can see what you're talking about, sort of. Uh, that's just kind of what I was getting from. I've never, I've not even heard of the game. I, I have had my head up my ass like a fucking ass hat. I'm like WWE creative over here. Oh lord, let's not get into that. <laughs> so guys, we've seen this uh, this plethora of like hard games all of a sudden coming out. I mean, from Spelunky to Dark Souls to I'm guessing uh, the Bloodborne will be that way. Um, a lot of indie games are like the Super Meat Boy. Why do you think hard all these? I mean, we had this when we were kids, right? Like Super Ghouls and Ghosts and all this stuff that was just tremendously hard, and we wanted to keep coming back for more. Why do you think hard games are like making this big comeback? Because people are silly masochists. I mean, I'm a silly masochist. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go play Ninja Gaiden on hard mode. <laughs> I mean, I guess people just want to feel like, uh, I guess, feel challenged from their, you know, by their games. Not that I blame them. I mean, hell, I like feeling challenged every once in a while. I'm guessing that's why. Maybe people are wanting to relive some uh, good old Nintendo hard hardness. I don't know. <laughs> I think part of it could be developers are making games harder just to increase playtime. I mean, people are going to keep playing. If, if it's just hard enough that they're not getting frustrated with it, you're going to have them play it longer. Right. You know, you haven't... Flappy Birds kind of showed you that whole... It was it was stupid, but it showed you that if it's hard, for some reason, it keeps intriguing people to keep playing because they want to be able to say they beat that game. Uh, uh, I played Flappy Birds. I played it for five seconds. Went, this is dumb. and just turned it off. You would. Yeah, that is, that is pretty much how I roll. Okay, tap, 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 tap. All right, I'm done. I quit. This is stupid. Like, it wasn't even... Fucking cats, god damn it. <laughs> I mean, it, just, it was just kind of one of those, I was like, okay. Like, there wasn't any real point to it. Like, I guess I, I, I like a point to my hardness. <laughs> I don't know why I laughed so hard at that. But, you know, because it was a uh, yes, it was a really stupid pun. Yes, oh, oh, it was amazingly stupid. Anyways, like yeah, like I, I feel like there needs to be a good, a good like you know point to it, like you know. Original Castlevania, that game is hard as shit. Battletoads, hard as shit. But there's a point to it, you know. You got you reach the end, and once you get get through each level, you feel like you're like the man. Well, with Battletoads, if you even can reach the end, it was that yeah. ridiculous. On Castlevania, I almost threw a fucking fiesta. <laughs> like finally, I got through those damn Medusa heads. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I, I want to see Robert throwing a fiesta. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. 
So it is funny, a friend of mine bought Castlevania just so I can come on his uh, YouTube show sometime and play it. He's like, oh, when can I get you on my Let's Play? I'm like, get, Castle- get a Castlevania game. <laughs> and that's what he did. For some time. I'll be like, oh yeah, you get to hear me scream goddamn Medusa heads like every five minutes. I can totally see y'all's point. Uh, the uh, Daniel's point is very, uh, especially for right now where they're having problems getting people to play games for longer times uh, or to, you know, to try to get them to not trade it in or whatever. Uh, the whole wanting people to actually... Uh, Play longer. That's a good. I mean, I know for one, just like Robert, when I had Ninja Gaiden, I liked the game enough that I wanted to keep seeing it through, even though it was freaking hard. I wanted to keep playing it because the gameplay was good enough to where I don't care if I had died a couple of times. It was fun just to slash through all these guys. I know I can get through this, and and I want to be able to beat the game just because I know how hard it is, and I want to be able to say, hey, I beat this game. How many of you guys have beaten this game or whatever? I know there's a lot of people that have that competitive nature. There's some people that just, you know, it's it's a, uh, it, it does kind of hook you in that way too. So, uh, um, if you're like, ah, oh, let me take three hours out of my Sunday afternoon to try to beat the first level. God, uh, it's so freaking hard. Uh. There you go. Uh, well, uh, apparently Ubisoft is deciding to make Just Dance an eSport. They're going to make it a part of the 11th annual eSports World Cup in Paris, France. The top 20 players are going to be flown to, are going to, be flown to France, and they're going to be judged by actual judges and have online voting as well. So now that you have dancing as an eSport, does that make it to where... Pro gamers should be considered athletes. Oh God! Not <laughs> at this point. No. So you're actually doing something, you know, where you have to move. So, you know what? I couldn't convince people that marching band was a sport. No way in hell are we going to be able to convince people that fucking dancing in front of a in front of a TV is a sport. Well, not just that. Just the whole point of esports in general. The whole point of the whole point of just multi you know uh, tournament gaming is that if you're a professional gamer, do you should you be considered an athlete? Uh, I mean, I guess technically. I mean, shit. If we wouldn't. I still can't get off because <laughs> I just came in my head. I'm like, does that mean sweating to the oldies is a is like basis for an esport? Because <laughs> you're dancing in front of a TV. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, I I guess esports. Like, I don't really consider like esport people like athletes. I don't put. I consider them gamers. There's like a difference. I mean, so, like, like, the people going to that Dota 2 International trying to make $10 million, they're not, they're not athletes, right? They're just playing I mean, a game. Not, I mean, it depends on your, <laughs> what you're going to call an athlete. I mean, are you talking about the, for visa and tax purposes? Or are you talking about considering them well-trained sports people? I mean, 
For visa purposes, yeah, call them an athlete because that's what they're doing. They're engaging in a competitive sport. But as fitness-wise, no, you can't call them an athlete. Yeah, I mean, I don't really, I mean, I guess, because the way you put it is like, well, I guess you're just playing games, right? I'm like, well, make it sound like they're not doing anything. And I mean, they are. They're doing something that takes a lot of skill and time and practice. But uh, when I think of athletics, I don't really, I consider it much more movement days. That's why I make fun of golf and call it not a sport, and why I make fun of NASCAR, especially NASCAR, and call it not a sport. You know what? <laughs> if NASCAR is a sport, then damn it, video games are a sport too. There. <laughs> Technically, they have to be in that car for a long time. Yeah. You know. And you got to be sitting at that computer chair for a long time too. I've seen what happens in South Korea, and it's competitive. <laughs> you know, you got you're sitting there sweating bullets trying to make sure you do everything right because one move can cause you to lose and you don't get that prize at the end. So I mean, think about it that way. I guess. Uh we I, I waited towards the middle here to talk about this because it's sad news. I hate talking about stuff like this, but it's a reality of the video game industry. Crytek is having problems playing their employees. Uh, apparently, this has led to over 100 employees losing, uh, leaving the company in the past few months. Crytek, obviously, they own studios in the UK and in other places around the world. Uh, the UK employees are actually making Homefront the Revolution right now, which Deep Silver is publishing. This is just kind of sad stuff, right? I mean, Crytek is a big company. They've made a lot of money off the Crisis games and then were able to just kind of make, uh, different studios in different places. Now they can't even pay employees, and they're leaving because they can't pay them. This is... That's sad, but I guess that's just... That's just how it works, right? I mean, can't always... uh, I mean, not everybody can stay in business, unfortunately. And, you know, sometimes even the big big boys got to fall. So, I mean, hopefully those designers will find jobs somewhere else. And, like, maybe the company will be able to get rid of some of those extra studios and go back down to one studio. I don't know. But that, that, that sucks, but that's, I guess that's life, right? Damn. I mean, I was, when I first saw the story, I was kind of surprised to hear it, but really, what have they, I mean, they haven't really put anything out but the Crisis games, and I don't think that's enough to keep them afloat, especially because they were some of the people that bid on THQ, weren't they? That's where they got the Homefront series from? Yeah, exactly. That's where they got it from, yeah. So I wonder if they're trying to pick up something from THQ contributed to it. Could be. Uh, I don't know why you open up all these studios for if you know you're not making a bunch of games and you don't really have all of the, the not know-how, but let's say, like, the experience and you making all these games before, why not just focus on one or two studios? Why have, like, three or four or five? I just, I don't get yeah, that. Yeah, that's, that's why I was like, okay, so that'd be like, being like, yeah, kids, sorry, I can't, uh, you know, feed you, but we got three houses. 
That doesn't make any damn sense. That wasn't a home front like a giant flop. I don't think it was a flop or wouldn't he making they wouldn't be making a second one. It just didn't oh. sell as well I think as they wanted it to. Oh, okay. I thought it was just like a festering bundle of shit. No, I mean from what I remember it had its moments, it just wasn't It wasn't what they the expected. Greatest game in the world or anything like that. Home front video game. Yeah, yeah, it got okay. Yeah, actually, the scores are okay. It got like a 70, it says. Like, media critic-wise. Which is about what the new UFC game got. Which I was like, oh yeah, I forgot that game came out. Oh, really? That soundtrack is hilarious. Okay. Sorry. It's a bunch of, like, core bands covering, uh songs like they've got songs from like fight the power by public enemy and then like songs by muse and ccr and buffalo springfield hey i'm not hating on any of that all good bands well yeah all the original bands are good but i wrestled a bear once you casey strain arsonists get all the girls oceano no thank you <laughs> no thanks <laughs> Well, we we uh, we go from one thing to at least some good news. Microsoft's games for Windows Live is still operating, even though Age of Empires Online is not. That's the one game that suffered casualties of it's not going to operate anymore. So uh, I don't know. That's one of isn't Age of Empires like a big thing for Microsoft? Like of all the games, you're going to just decide to turn off. Well, this was a. Uh Online only original game, and I think that's why it, I don't think the player base was ever as big as they were hoping. Mm. Okay, that makes sense. <clears throat> so, uh, are you guys excited to to in order for it looks like in order for you to understand the story of Rise of the Tomb Raider, you're going to have to read a book. I don't know how many people are going to be that, you know, enthused about that. You know, reading is not fundamental for everybody around today. Uh, even though uh, Seth MacFarlane is going to do a dollar-for-dollar dollar, uh, charity thing for Reading Rainbow so that it can reach its goal, which is awesome. I love to see Reading Rainbow in classrooms again. I, I missed that when I was a kid. Uh, but anyway, Tomb Raider The Ten Thousand Immortals is going to be a prequel novel. Uh, for the game that's going to release uh, in October. It's going to follow a traumatized Laura Croft as she's trying to save her best friend Sam from a toxic overdose. And basically, I guess this this is why you see Laura Croft talking to a psychiatrist in that uh, that trailer that they showed. So, are y'all cool with this? Is this? I, I know you. I know we all read here, but. Are you like? Should this be a trend where you have books that introduce go into games that you, you need a book to play this the next version, next edition of a game? Uh, who's writing the book? Uh, DK Publishing has announced it. They haven't said who's writing it. I think right now. Donkey Kong. <sighs> DK. D- <laughs> I know exactly what it is. I just had to do that. <laughs> I knew you were going to do it too. Just I was waiting. 
Uh, I mean, it's not bad. It's a pain in the ass. Like, I hope they're not putting too much into this book. Like, you know, if it, it'd be one of those, like, weeks. It'd be like if we skipped an entire game, I'd be a little sore. But if it's just, like, maybe, like, a cool little link between the two that, you know, kind of like a novel that, like, ties together what happened between two Star Wars movies or something, you know. Like, it's not all bad as long as they don't make it to where you are completely and totally screwed if you don't, uh, you know, if you don't read the book. But, I mean, I think books and gaming go together decently. I mean, they're both kind of, uh, you know, both audiences kind of do the same thing, you know. I know a lot of people who read that play video games and a lot of people that play video games who read. Besides, reading is fundamental. You can't say fundamental without fun. Like you can't have the name of this podcast without Coop. It's just the way it rolls. Uh, Daniel, do you have a opinion on the matter? I mean, I don't have a problem with it. I'd rather, in some cases, I'd rather read a book than watch some stuff on TV. Uh, as long as it's well written and it doesn't feel like a chore to read, and it's not, you're not going to be completely lost playing the game if you didn't read it, I'm all for it. Gears of War did something like this, where they had some books come out that kind of linked the games together. Didn't Halo do that, or were those Halo books just like cat games? Uh, they explained the different, like, what was going on in between games. It just, yeah. I mean, I don't think they ever mentioned... Like, there might be, like, one uh, line in the game and they made a book about it talking about like a battle they'll mention a battle in the game and then they'll write a book about that battle oh okay that makes sense I thought they were kind of like side story kind of things but yeah I mean they try to tie it in as much as they could Which, which those aren't bad either. Yeah. I like side story kind of books too. Yeah, uh, I mean, they're, they're interesting, right? Yeah. Is that what I mean? It just lets you know more about the story and the history of the franchise and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I'm not... I, I think this is a good idea. I don't know that it necessarily needs to become a trend. I think I agree with Daniel in a way that Sometimes we can get caught up too much in like, I, like I don't know necessarily that I'm in, I'm too much in favor of like what Halo did. I don't know that I want to see everything become a TV series too, where like, oh now, uh, we're gonna make this a franchise and it's gonna have its own TV series that's gonna continue the story in between games. Sometimes just sitting down with a book can be a lot easier than having to sit there and wait so long for them to make the TV series and then. Maybe it doesn't wind up being as good, or it doesn't explain things. It leaves more holes. I mean, I think uh, a book, you can kind of craft it in the way you want, and and you tell the story you want, and it's not as... It, there's no... You don't have to worry about making it fun for TV and leaving stuff out and, and putting stuff in that wasn't there. and uh, So, in a way, books can be a positive thing, too. So, I mean... I don't know what oh, you yeah, guys think. I think it takes a special series to even get, like, a TV show. Now, books, you can make books from almost any series. Like, it's even harder for movies. Like, I feel like the reason movies never get off the ground is because I just thought of this. It, it'd be kind of like if they tried to make a, a movie based off a pick-your-own-adventure novel. 
Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like that same idea. That's why I feel like video game movies always kind of fall flat. But, well, like, yeah, t- TV series, I think you need, like, a really, like, lush, like, video game, like, world. Yeah, well, like, stuff like uh, Persona 4's The Golden uh, Animation is going to stream on Hulu starting on Thursday. It's going to basically continue the story after the game ends of Persona 4 Golden. Stuff like that, because it's already basically made in anime form anyway, sort of. Uh, that works well as a series. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know. it's got a large world, interesting characters. I don't know if a movie would have been good. But yeah, like TV series, that's fine. Books? I feel like books are the safest thing you can go with. There's a lot less at play in terms of monetary things. Right, that too. You just gotta hope it sells, which is something that, at least with a TV series, you know, you'll get people interested and people watch it and maybe it'll get them to buy the game and, and whatnot. So. I think if you need to sell books, we need more sexy vampires. Sexy vampires, go! Oh, God. Make more books based off of Vampire the Masquerade. Let's not. Let's, let's not say we did. I'm tired of the. I'm. I mean, at least the Hunger Games are good books, but I'm just tired of the whole vampire thing. So yeah. Somehow the CW and True Blood still make that thing work, so. They're making me tired of zombies, too. Uh, have, have we got know. to the point where we're, t- where we're tired of zombies? I'm getting, I'm getting a little saturated. Because, I mean, like, now, like, it seems like zombies are the thing that's in everything. Like, like, huh, we need some conflict. Well, zombies seem to be going pretty well. Let's put it in a setting with zombies. Fuck it. Let's print money. It's a license to do it. Are you, are you getting that way, Daniel? Are you getting saturated by zombies? If it's something that's good, I don't mind it having zombies, but it needs to be... It needs to try to bring something different to the genre. It can't just be, oh, look, here's zombies, let's kill them. Right. I mean, would would uh, Resident Evil have lasted this long if it didn't have some kind of form of the undead? <laughs> I mean, it seems well, like that. That's the you know, video game movies. The things that last long right now are things with zombies in it because it's a uh, what's what's popular. But Jesus, those Resident Evil movies can they die yet? They're not going to die until that couple gets them. Exactly. That's that's never going to happen. Jesus. Well, people wish that these things would die, but Peter Moore says that console wars are good for the industry, and they're good for EA and all the other companies involved around it. I mean, what do you... We've talked about this before. It's not like it's, you know, any kind of really news or anything, but when an industry veteran says something that sometimes you think about, well, damn, the console wars suck because you have all these fanboys sitting there complaining about the systems and whatever, but doesn't it drive up competition? Doesn't it drive up uh, people getting motivated to do things? The wars are good, right? Well, let's put it like this. Console wars are good because just like other wars, production seems to get better, like Monday Night Wars. You know, isn't that like one of the peak times? Like when they had like when there was like you know a competition and you did have your sides, but both sides had their own thing and they were both pretty good usually. Like you know it was kind of exciting. Like you know it bred the need for there to be 
you know, bred the need for there to be good stuff so that you could get more supporters on your side. And sometimes I feel like if you leave like a industry too too you know too long with only like one company, it'll start getting either all the other companies will show up as clones of them, or it'll just get boring. And with gaming, I don't think we've quite run into that yet, because with gaming, there has always, almost always been two. Like, you had Atari for a while, but then Intellivision showed up. And then they all left, and then Nintendo showed up, and then Sega showed up, and... You know, Sony and Microsoft. Hey, and Nintendo's and Sega's was popular enough to make a movie about it. So, was there? No, they're gonna make a movie about it. Oh, uh, I thought there was one. I'm like, the only uh, movie I know about with Nintendo was The Wizard. <laughs> California. <sighs> <laughs> what do you say, Daniel? I mean, it keeps it keeps companies from getting complacent. Which is always good. But, uh, I mean, what is the downside to a console war at this point? Until somebody actually starts making it into a true war, people flaming each other on message boards aren't going to really convince a company that they're doing something wrong. Yeah, I mean, because you have, uh, when you only have one leader, it's boring, right? You just have that one choice, that one option. Whatever they decide to do and not to do, you kind of have to live with that. You know, very much like WWE or for a long time, you know, Microsoft before kind of the Mac came back or, or Linux now. You, you just have this, you have this one option. You got to just, well, damn it. They decided to make this crappy system. Well, now I have to either play this or I don't get to play anything at all. You know, uh, so the having console wars is great because you, you have all these options. You have all these games that come out. You have people that want to... I'm glad that we don't have as many exclusives now because it makes it... A lot of people don't have, like, $1,100 or $1,000 or whatever to go buy two systems to go play, play all these games that they want. But at least you can pick one system and know that a lot of the games are coming to your system and there's lots of things worth playing and worth buying for it. So... um yeah, it only sucks for going on message boards and going to these gaming sites that we love and, and going to the gaming site like ours, uh, Formania slash games, and, and seeing people just flame each other because they want to prove, oh, PS4 is better, Xbox One's better. Who cares? Just yeah, play oh. the damn games and shut up. Oh, you hate TNA. Oh, wait, wrong section. Oh, no, somehow it still turns into yeah, that. Yeah, so somehow it winds up into that, exactly. It always turns over. It's not my fault their one video game was ass. Yeah. Except for the graphics. Uh, yeah, the graphics were pretty good. But, yeah, the, uh, I don't know. Actually, I like console exclusivity because it gives me more of a reason to buy that system. Because I feel like that's the reason, like, at the end of the day, I want to, I wish I would have gotten a PS3 because the exclusives are so good. And Xbox kind of didn't have many, and the ones that they did have weren't as much my thing. Right. Like, I feel like it kind of gives the system an identity, and it gives you a reason to buy it. Because right now, I say it every week, the Xbox and the PS4 are the same damn thing right now, to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, just except right for, now. Except for some of the, and yeah, until 2015, pretty much, that, that's how it is. <laughs> they're going to be the same system. 
until we start getting all of these exclusives and all these big games and stuff. Then we'll start seeing what's different. Like, right now, it's pretty much the same thing, which kind of sucks. But in a way, you can't blame these companies for going that route because they got to try to make money. And the more systems well, yeah. you have it on, the more money you can well, just Sony and Microsoft do what Nintendo don't. <laughs> which means, you know, have games with, you know, modern graphics. <laughs> they don't have as many gimmicks. Well, but to be fair, that gimmick did win them the last generation. Yes, true. Plague the current generation. Well, at least Nintendo found a way to make themselves relevant. And they at least they decided to do something that Microsoft does, at least. The Sony hasn't joined this, but Nintendo is sponsoring Evo 2014. Uh, of course, that also means that Super Smash Bros. Melee is making its return to Evo after they tried to keep it from being there uh, the year before. Um, is this a step in Nintendo, another step for Nintendo to recognize that, yes, we need to actually be proactive about letting people play our games and not being... I mean, we saw this with the, the Wii U uh, Smash Brothers tournament at E3. This is another sign of Nintendo maybe turning a new leaf about not being so stingy. Mm, I think maybe it's the new damage control. I mean, hell, last year you had that. You had like them not wanting Smash Brothers at Evo. You had them pretty much uh, yeah, the taking whole, a lot of uh, the YouTube. You can't do let's plays on YouTube. The content matchings where they take all the revenues. Like yeah, they're. I think maybe they're doing some damage control. I I don't quite see them turning a new leaf quite yet. Yeah, an Animal Crossing new leaf. <laughs> Touche, yeah. Robert. Touché. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's like a new leaf, an Animal Crossing new leaf. But it was like, you know. See, that's uh, a pun that totally works. It does. It <laughs> does. Maybe they're going to turn a new leaf. But I, I'm not quite convinced that they're there yet. Like maybe, maybe they really have started embracing like the internet and their fans, and you know, gone into the 20th century. I'm sorry, 21st but they, century. But they have said that they don't like the idea of Twitch, which... I'm sure it, they don't like Twitch. But is, like, it, I mean, but is that, like... That Reggie made it a big deal about how they really like doing the highlights and, and all that stuff that they do with Mario Kart 8 and, and Super Smash Bros. Like, they, they apparently take so much time in making those that they think Twitch would take away from that. Is that... That seems kind of bogus, right? Like, why not let these players... Do the gameplay themselves. That's what Twitch is for. Like, can y'all see Nintendo's point of not having Twitch? Uh, I mean, I can see it. I think it's stupid, but I can understand their reasoning to an extent. But until yeah. they come up with an alternative, people are going to use Twitch. Yeah, I mean, I can see the issue with it, but at the same time, isn't Twitch just another thing that makes it to where their games are out in the open, right? I guess just another avenue for them to exploit. You know, why not? Here's a thought I see. I thought I caught. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I can see that, yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. They don't. They don't seem to get that part. They want... They always want to protect their stuff. Like, it's some evil thing that... 
I mean, I can understand their point. They're the one losing out in this whole console war. Their their system's not being sold as much as the other ones. So the, I think anything they can do to get people to like, oh, well, we want people to buy the games. We don't want them to see all the gameplay and they not want to buy it. But in the same contrast, I think it makes, when I watch a game, it makes me more want to go buy the game. It doesn't make me want to just sit there and go, oh, I want to watch all this gameplay and not buy the game at all. Like a friend of mine watched all of Lord of the Shadow 2. So the entire run through, like it made him want to, like really excited for the game. But at the end of the day, he didn't buy it. He was just waiting to have my copy, which I still need to give that to him. <laughs> but like you know, I'm I'm pretty much like on the same boat there. Like when I the more I see of a game, it just gets me excited. It doesn't make me be like, oh, I don't want to buy that unless it's shitty. Then I shouldn't have been wanting to buy that anyways. Unless it's Lord of the Shadow too. <laughs> But, you know, like, I, just, I guess they want, like, all control over everything. And, unfortunately, this isn't 1990 anymore. And it's really hard to keep control over your properties like you used to. Like, you know, you got to sometimes maybe uh, just kind of let things happen. Like, you could still try to uh, try to maintain a hold on it. But it's kind of like having, like, a, uh, you know, it's kind of like when your kid finally you know, moves out on his own. Like, you could try to... You know, maybe guide them, keep them from getting into stupid stuff, but you gotta kinda let uh, everything go go out on its own. Jeez, you got your phone on vibrate there? Who, me? Actually, yes, my phone was on vibrate. (laughs) All I heard was durr. Yeah. Oh, I I was like, I, I had the thing on vibrate, which is good. Though it's funny, I get yelled at, my mom's like, oh, I can't get a hold of you, your friends can. I'm like, no, they can't either. <laughs> I have to look at my phone and go, oh, let me call them back. Uh, yeah, don't you love that when you answer some people and then your parents are like, why? Why don't you answer the phone to me? Well, if you yell at me like that, I don't think I want to answer the phone to you. But you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, there's been a few times I've almost tempted to go click, but see, that's rude. That's one of the things I hate. That makes me so angry when people do that. Oh, they hang up on you? Yes, that makes me want to, like, just back-slap them. Or backhand them. And slap them on the back. Both. <laughs> Potatoes. Uh, uh, sorry, I got confused trying to help out my wrestling Facebook group people there. I think they don't understand that that was, like, a one-time preview to get you to watch the Money Not War thing live, and they're upset that it's not there on demand, and I'm trying to let them know that that's what happened. But oh, so it's not. So yeah, I'm, the I'm, thing doesn't actually start to August 20th. That was like a one time you had to watch it after Raw that moment, or you uh, weren't gonna see it. For bastards. Yeah. Yeah. After Raw, I watched Botchamania with my friends. Oh really? Because. Because nothing cleanses the palate of an okay raw like some botchamania. By the way, Sinkara now has his own uh, edition of botchamania. Oh, yeah. oh, well, that makes sense. Yeah. In botchamania, it's so it is so great because then they they cover like regular Sinkara, then Huniko Sinkara, then the both the saga of the two Sinkaras, and then. Sinkara getting fi- like the last time we saw Sinkara when he broke his hand or finger, like a bitch. 
And then Alberto Del Rio kicked the shit out of him. Oh, I remember that. And Del Rio was pissed, too, because he got hurt. Well, apparently, as they were showing in that Botchamania, the two of them, like, they beat the shit out of each other every time they got in the ring. Like, they always did that. But then it was funny. It's like, oh, then uh, the, the Hunikara went ahead and lived up to his legacy by injuring Del Rio. Gave him a concussion. Ouch. But speaking of Del Rio, I love the uh, the match up at the next pay-per-view. What's the US, the U.S. title match? Sheamus versus Del Rio. Some of the pay-per-view, I thought that was just for main event, but they also had that on SmackDown last week, too. They didn't, they forgot to mention that. Like, It's hilarious. They want you to watch SmackDown, but then they act like SmackDown doesn't matter when they act like things that happened on SmackDown didn't happen. Like, yeah, yeah, Seth just, Rollins never faced John Cena. Oh, wait, he did, but we're going to tell you he didn't. Okay. Yeah, I forgot it wasn't even that. Same thing. I don't want... Now that everything's online, it's kind of like what happened with UFC. UFC has so many events on their, like, fight pass. Like, I haven't watched a single event this year because I just don't give a fuck. I can understand that. That's that's what WWE's starting to do to me. Well, no, but, like, you know, I don't understand why they didn't put the pay-per-views on fight pass. I mean, I understand that the pay-per-views are still selling and all, so I guess that's why, <laughs> but, yeah. They could have at least charged, like, maybe $10 more to watch pay-per-views through Fight Pass or something. Even, like, $20, $20. Like, watch maybe 20 Maybe you get it at a discounted rate, which is what I think WWE should have done. Instead of being like, yeah, $10 every pay-per-view, because you're making less money, technically. Well, <clears throat> speaking of somebody that makes a lot less money, but they want to make more money, Lindsay Lohan confirmed that she is going to sue GTA Five for using her image and creating uh, Lacey Jonas as an unequivocal reference to her. Oh, fuck off, you fucking drug-addled bitch. God. And that's why we need the explicit tag sometimes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, okay, let's look at this for a second. Yeah, Can I'm looking it up. Drugs. Yes. <laughs> Does she act like a bitch? Yes. <laughs> Is she to said drugs? Yes. Bam, I win. Lacey I mean, Jones. Is she supposed to be Lindsay Lohan? Yeah. I don't see it. That's what I said. But, you know... I feel like maybe somebody's star, somebody's star is just falling. You know, that's what it is. Her star's been falling for a long while. <laughs> God, her... <laughs> Especially with the reports out of France that she's started doing drugs and drinking again. Oh, that's good. Yay. Wow, she's already 28? Jesus. I guess that's what happens. Well, she's our age. No, she's not. Well, I'm 27, so... Yeah, I'm older. (laughs) Randall's old. Jeremy's old. I just... I I remember when, when, like, you know, I remember not being that, well, obviously I'm not that much older. I remember having, like, a crush on her for a while. So when she had that red hair and stuff, that was, she was pretty odd. Oh, yeah, I had a crush on her, too. But Oh, and apparently there's a uh, a Mob mob Wives star who's also suing GTA 5. People need to get the fuck over themselves. Oh, that rap star is done to GTA 5. I don't know if that ever got... Missed or whatever. It was for a song that they used without his consent or something. Oh no, this is uh, 
This was about some star of Mob Wives who sued, sued them oh, in February. Oh, yeah, that's or right. That's why uh, the Karen Gravino, whatever, because they used her dad's story, or supposedly. Oh. I actually watched oh. that for like one season. I don't know why. I'm so stupid. Hi. I thought because they were actually going to have like mob stuff on it. And, oh. oh. It's like Total Divas. No. Total Divas has a lot more actual stuff that goes on than yeah, it's the show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of uh, something that I... Oh. Well, the creator of Final Fantasy is making a Japanese mobile game. And then Final Fantasy is making another... Japanese mobile game, uh, not to be confused with each other, but yes, uh, Final Fantasy Arithmetic's Dive is going to be a social RPG with original characters, weapon crafting, collectible car- car- character cards, and more than a hundred monsters. It's going to be on Japanese mobile phones this summer. No Western release yet. Uh, Hinobu Sakaguchi, who is also the guy besides Final Fantasy, also made Blue Dragon and Lost Odyssey and all those kinds of games. Uh, people were hoping that he was the guy that was having a game made instead of Platinum Games when they announced Scalebound, but alas, it wasn't him. Uh, his game is called Terror Battle, and that's about all we know about it. Um, Sakaguchi knows how to make RPGs, so even if it's on a phone, I'm going to be excited. I don't know about you, Robert, but or or any either one of you. But uh, I, I still like playing, even though Blue Dragon wasn't that great, I like the game. And I Lost Odyssey is a trip as far as the story, but it's still pretty good. You know, I always wanted to play Lost Odyssey just for the fact it was three discs. It's actually four discs. What? Blue Dragon's the one that's three discs, Lost Odyssey's four discs. Oh, I thought you said 64 discs. No, that's what I thought he said, too. Yeah, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Sorry, I need to enunciate. Oh, my. Yeah, because I was like, oh, shit, 64 discs. What are these, floppies? <laughs> uh, man, that game looked okay. I always thought about buying Blue Dragon, but I never did, because I played the demo and I didn't like it very much. It takes and a while we- to get into, because you don't get the dragons until, like, I think at least an hour or two into the game. So. Yeah. so it's kind of like a grinding process till you get to that part. Ugh. I like the anime though. Ah, oh yeah, they had that like tsunami for a while. Yeah, like grinding processes suck usually. But then again, Half Minute Hero, that game is literally grinding the game. But it's fine because it's a fun game. Ugh. Move it, cat. But yeah, like, I, I guess grinding's one of those things. Like, I need to go back and play Chrono Trigger some more. Yes. If you're playing Walking Dead and stuff, go back and play that, too. Oh, and playing Castlevania Dawn of Sorrow, because that is a game where I can, when I get to work five minutes early, play it for five minutes, then go find a save point. <laughs> that's, the whole, that's the whole reason I didn't play more Chrono Trigger, because I know how those games work. I'll get somewhere, and then I'll close my Game Boy, and then I'll forget that I was playing the Game Boy for like a week, and then it'll be out of batteries, and then i got to go back. Well, World. that's a DS game, right? Yeah, it's, it's DS. 
I didn't know I this until that. I was looking this up, but apparently the DS is the highest selling console ever in Japan with 33 oh, wow. million sold. Uh, the Game Boy is at 32 million, so they lack their portable games in Japan. Uh, the PS3 and Vita also hit milestones in Japan this week, or last week. Uh, the PS3 is now over 10 million, and the Vita is over 3 million in Japan. So, uh, that being said, there's a lot of other things. The 3DS has sold about 16 million in Japan. The Wii has sold almost 13 million, and the Wii U has only sold 2 million. So, <laughs> the same amount of people that bought Mario Kart 8 has bought the Wii U in Japan, so. More people have bought the Vita than the Wii U. That should tell you all you need to know. Yeah, considering both are kind of, one's a floundering turd, and the other one's a floating turd. Well, it still won't equal the PSP that sold almost 20 million. So Wow. That should that that says a lot actually, doesn't it? That yeah. do the iterations before of the 3DS and the Vita sold a lot more than the 3DS and Vita? Does that have to do with the games you think, or just the the market? Systems? Yeah. I mean, it might just be the market, or it could just be the fact that the game systems themselves just aren't really seen as, I guess, as good. Maybe people are just content with their DSs and their PSPs. I know the PSP, like, they did okay here. They still make a couple games with the PSP every year. Yeah, I mean, it's done pretty decently in the States, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it's done did a lot better than the PSP Go. Well, yeah, PSP Go was just, uh... <laughs> Horrible. That I was think, a great idea for, like, 30 years later. I think the Vita has its problems, too, with the whole, you gotta have all those, all the different freaking, uh, this space, that you don't have enough space on those cards, the memory cards for the games. You have to buy all these, you have to have, like, about five different, it's almost like the PS1 again. You gotta have all these memory cards to store your games and stuff. See, like, that's why, that's why I bought the Xbox originally. True story. Like, I think the PS2 is one of the greatest systems of all time. When I was a kid, the reason I got the Xbox is because it had the hard drive. The hard drive that never told you how much actual space it had? He always wondered about that. Though, actually, it broke one of my Xboxes because the hard drive crashed. Really? Uh, really? I had one Xbox, so I never had that issue. It gave me a blinking red light. Crazy. Yeah, I was like, oh boy, the red ring for the red ring was cool. <laughs> Yeah. Well, it's funny because that was the replacement that I got for the Xbox that I that still works now because it wouldn't work for like three years because it overheated. Ouch! I can only play Star Wars Republic Commando on it. <laughs> yep, only game that worked for like three years. But then I just kept uh, playing it. I kept letting it uh, overheat, reset, and then I just kept playing until it worked again. Nice. I guess it was just going through. I guess it was just like video game system rehab. <laughs> Video game system rehab. <laughs> yeah. Well, Oculus has made a lot of news. They're going to debut a special conference of VR creators. It's called Oculus Connect, as if we need any more conferences, but I guess this one's unique enough that it makes sense. As if we uh, need more Connect. No, this is an Oculus, not a Connect. <laughs> 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 Did Robert go? I don't know. <laughs> No, I just turned off the, uh, I just muted the speaker, the mic for a sec. 
Uh, it's going to take place September 19th and 20th in Hollywood, California. Um, it's going to have Palmer Lucky, John Carmack, and Michael Abrash having uh, keynotes. Uh, also, 100,000 Oculus Rift development units have been sold. This is not the ones that go to the consumers. This is just development units. So that should tell you a lot, that you have 60,000 of the first generation and about 45,000-ish of the development kit 2s. So means a lot of people are wanting to make stuff with Oculus right now. So yeah, It's like a nice, cool, neat new toy. Like, you know, like nobody has ever tried to make a game using virtual reality. Okay. I know you just want you're dying to talk about the virtual <laughs> No, no, I was actually being serious because technically they didn't try virtual reality, they tried three D, which was a awful, awful idea. But I mean, yeah. It's I mean, hey, at least we went from looking like a fucking viewfinder with legs to looking like a viewfinder that straps on your head. Like we moved up in the world. Like we're we're not quite as awesome as like Jordy LaForge, but we're we're getting there. Getting there. Arculus also is pretty close to acquiring the Xbox the people that made the Xbox C sixty controller. Um controller. Uh the carbon design group. So uh they also made the three sixty racing wheel. I don't know if that was such a revolutionary thing, but uh I, I did have the Dreamcast racing wheel. That thing was a bitch to have. Uh, I thought you said the Crash Team Racing real wheel. I'm like, wow, Crash Team Racing got its own wheel. No, I I had that um that 18 wheeler game for the Dreamcast. So my dad big bought rig. me the wheel, and it still was terrible to try to play. <laughs> about to say the, the big rigs over the yeah, hill racing. The big, yeah, exactly. The big rig, that big rig game. <laughs> the game that's so bad that it's a racing game where your opponent doesn't even go off the finish the start track. <laughs> You can go through the tech. You can go through the game. You can just keep driving straight, and then you reach the finish line. God, that thing is more screwed up than Lindsay Lohan's bloodstream. Oh God! I know. I better watch out. She'll sue us. Yep. <laughs> She'll sue me for all I'm worth, which is like thousand dollars and ten thousand dollars in student loans. Yep, that sounds great. Sounds about right. Uh, just noting here, uh, Xbox Live Games for Gold this this month. Uh, if you haven't looked already, Guacamelee, it's all over the freaking screen. Guacamelee Super Turbo Championship Edition is free for Xbox Live Games for Gold. That game is awesome. You need to go get it. If you, I'm sure, you, have you got it already, Daniel? Second, uh, I haven't gotten it yet. No. Well, you should. Yeah. Uh, Max Curse of Brotherhood is the, uh, I think it's available for both. And then Halo Spartan Assault will take the place of Super Championship Edition, uh, at the, at, around the 16th. Gotham City Imposters is there for Xbox 360, and Battle Block Theater is the other game that'll happen on the 16th. Um, Isn't Gotham City Imposters free on Steam anyways? It was. I don't know if it is still. Well, I was just wondering why it's so special on Games for Gold, then. That's the, the game that they chose for Games for Gold this month. I don't know. <laughs> Not everybody has a PC that plays games. Or people uh, want to play games on their 360 instead. I don't know. Ah, son of a bitch. I stepped on a staple. 
Ouch. Yeah. Dead Space 3 and Vessel are the PS3, PS Plus free games. Uh, Towerfall Ascension and Strider are the PS4, PS Plus free games. Muramasa Rebirth, which I want to play but I don't have a Vita, is one of the free games for PS Plus. And Doki Doki Universe is free for all systems, so there you go. Uh, oh, Damn. Yeah, Strider just came out. Again, one of these things where, like, Strider just came out, we're going to make it free. Like, I guess we have no faith in that. I don't know. I was really I was really hoping it'd get, like, cheap on the Steam sale because I really wanted to play it. I mean, I've heard it's pretty good. I heard it was good, too. I think uh, Jeff, that was one of the games he said that was good when he, thankfully, he doesn't call in anymore without the headache. Yeah. Hi, Jeff. If you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> and that's why we had the explicit tag. Yeah. That's also I mean, the things that we get warned on phone one to not do. Argue yeah. with each other. <laughs> and pro- provoke Jeff. Which is what him and, which is what Sam or Katie does on the MMA forums all the time. Or not all the time. He doesn't do it much anymore. But when he does, those two are great when they go at it. Like watching Superman versus like a Down syndrome Lex Luthor. So Daniel, would you have you have a lot of use for the family sharing if that is able to come back? Phil Spencer says it's possible, but they on this DRM is causing them problems, which is the reason why there's no preloading games uh, yet on the Xbox One. I would have no use for it, but. That's because I'm a sad, sad person whose family doesn't really like play video games. Uh, I know the feeling, so. <laughs> I mean, I have five female cousins. Well, four female cousins and my sister. And none of them like video games. Not even, ca- no Candy Crush even? No. Oh, darn. Uh, one cousin will play her Wii occasionally, but that's about it. Well, dang. I, it shows that there still are people in the world that just do not play video games. So. Well, yep. I mean, people in my house, like my stepdad doesn't play. He used to play my Xbox. Heck, he used to be better at some games than me. But he doesn't play it anymore. And my mom thinks consoles are for kids. That's dumb. Yeah, that's funny. I was like, yeah, you should play Knights of the Old Republic. She goes, ah, I was on the Xbox. It's for kids. I'm like, are you an idiot? <sighs> That's one of those things, man. It's just a different generation. My dad's the same way. Even though he has a Wii now, he just still doesn't get that video games have grown up so much. So it, and it's funny because I, I try to then then I would try to explain to my girlfriend that even though, uh, the WWE is aimed at kids, it doesn't mean it's only for kids. She would tell me, "Why do you watch this kiddie stuff?" That's why nobody your age watches it anymore. I was like, you are so wrong. So wrong. Stop making fun of me. I know a bunch of man children that watch it. <laughs> yes. That's why I do podcasts about it, because there's enough people that, that do watch it. They're all right. So. That's right. Yeah, that's right. So do we need to take anything out of this, or is this just somebody finally deciding to retire? We have the chief creative officer, Rob Pardo of Blizzard. He leaves after working there for 17 years. He says he will do something else with his career outside of Blizzard. 
Is this just somebody just saying, hey, I've worked here a long time, I want to go do something else, or or do we need to take something out of this, like we do with a lot of other companies when somebody leaves? I think it depends if he's the only person that leaves or if more people start leaving. If it's just him, then we can say, okay, he just wanted to try something new. It's understandable he's been there for a long time, but if we start having Naughty Dog-type defections from Blizzard... We know something's happening. Robert. Robert, do you still have your thing on mute? Apparently he does. <laughs> <laughs> the cat's got him again. All right, I think the last real thing I have on here is that Bioware is going to have their first ever fully male gay character in a game with a Dragon Age Inquisition. Is this Ooh. one of the... <laughs> oh, now you're back. <laughs> so, my mom had called, and she's like, hey, we're going to be there in 20. So I'd uh, walked away. Just so she's like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> so, is this uh, one of the things that... Is this one of those things that you need to just kind of not make such a big deal of? Or does it need to be a big deal so that you have more gay characters in games? Uh, I know there was an article that came out recently that people are still complaining about there not being enough female characters in games, which really they're not. Um, of course, there's still those that have to react in the comment section like children and get mad that people were wanting more female characters in games, but whatever. Why? You know, some people are just chauvinists, I guess, when it comes to video games. that They want to be controlling guys because they have a hero complex on it. I, I don't know, because they, like they like to be in control of men. They like men. Well, I mean, now you're going to control a gay man, so does that make you feel any different? Oh, I think they should be more of their inner nature coming out. hi -oh. oh, God. All right. Daniel, do we have a reasonable answer for this? <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I think it's a company trying to be politically correct and not get protested. I mean, they did already have kind of gay characters in Mass Effect too. So, yeah, but after what happened with Nintendo fixing a bug and getting protests because it took away gay marriage when they fixed a game-breaking bug in a game to keep from having that happen again, they're just saying, "Well, look at us. We've got this gay character in our game." We're not uh, prejudiced against gay people. I mean, it's like one of those things where on TV shows, you have the South Park character named Token, so nobody says that they're racist. <laughs> Which is a joke in of itself. <laughs> right, that's why I chose it. But I mean, that's basically what it comes down to. You have to do something like that, otherwise you get accused of being racist. That's right. I have black friends. Do you? That's what I do, like, two. Okay. I think. I, think. I don't know. That's just, like, the number one thing. Like, people say, like, oh, I'm not racist. I have black friends. Like, so? I was with a black girl for two years. Does that make me not, not racist? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying, I, I've heard, it was so dumb. I've heard people actually use that excuse as to why they can 
say the N-word or something. I'm like, you never have an excuse to say the N-word if you are not black. I'm just, taking it back. Just taking it back. Just, <laughs> just, I don't care. Should I get the duct tape so you can put it on the back yeah. of your uniform? Yeah, exactly. You can. You'll be like Riley Cooper. Hey, he shares your last name. Does that make yeah, no relation. I don't <laughs> like country. No, it's like that scene. You know that scene from Clerks too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take it back. Uh, this is interesting. I thought this was interesting. Ken Levine said that his Bioshock Vita was gonna be like Final Fantasy Tactics, set in pre-fall rapture. Uh, can you sign me up already? I don't have a Vita, but I think I want to play that. Set. Did y'all want to play that Final Fantasy Tactics Bioshock? Not really. No. I mean, I just don't see it working. It's Ken Levine. I think he can make it work. Well, I mean, it's like you're taking, instead of what was an RPG and making it to a different type of RPG, you're taking a first-person shooter and being like, sure, we've got six different types of characters. I don't know. I've not played much Bioshock. Yeah, move the big daddy around on a square. Yeah, a really, really big square. <laughs> so a game that I don't think a lot of people wanted to be remastered, but it's getting remastered, Beyond Two Souls, is getting a PS4 rem- director's cut. Uh, I'm not buying the game. Uh, I don't. I mean, it sold, eventually it's going to end up selling a million copies. It's not the hit that Last of Us was, but it's still a game that had a lot of controversy with it. It has Ellen Page in it. It has star power. Do you oh, think it really that... deserves to be remastered? Uh, I mean, I mean, I heard one friend of mine that was like, oh, it's the most beautiful gaming experiences, experience I've ever played. But she's the only person I know. Everybody else I've seen has just been like, eh, wasn't really much of a game, really. And she loved Heavy Rain, too. So, uh. Well, yeah, that's right up the Heavy Rain alley. Yeah, it's one of those almost... This is the perfect version of what they the CDI wanted to be. <laughs> <laughs> Make your own Somehow video. we have a CDI reference in here. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, I had to put it in there. Anything to add here, Daniel? Not really, no. Everything. I mean, no. <laughs> uh, I think, uh, I think, oh, I had, oh, these two things had nothing to do with video games, but one of them is, I thought was funny because Game of Thrones is getting its own wine, guys. We like Game of Thrones. You can be buying the wines of Westeros. Is it blood wine? <laughs> no. <laughs> Apparently, you can have a Sauvignon Blanc if you like the House of Stark, or a Pinot Noir if you like House Baratheon, or, you know. Drink years of fanboys. <laughs> I mean, for one, I don't know, I mean, I guess, uh, I mean, I, my, my dad and my, my dad's friends, they like Game of Thrones, so I could totally see it happening. It costs $20 to buy one bottle. Uh, that's a little expensive for, uh, one bottle for me. For gimmicky booze? I mean, I'm sure it's going to be good in a, in a way. I mean, it's not going to be terrible. It's, it's wine. 
Some people are going to like it, I'm sure. So. Uh, this awesome game called Natural Doctrine is coming to the PS platforms in September. Uh, it's a strategy RPG. It's the first hardcore strategy game to hit the PS4, actually. And he, it says it resembles Final Fantasy Tactics, Advanced Wars, and Valkyrie Chronicles. Well, if you have all three of those games in one, please sign me up tomorrow. Because I love all three of those games. So, I know you guys do as well, but I think it's supposed to be really hard as well, apparently, from what I've heard. So, is that something that, it's supposed to be really hard, Robert. That means you're going to want to play it, right? That's right. If it's more difficult than a hammer to the face, I want to play it. <laughs> hammer to the face. These are these these analogies you make are just. Uh, and the last thing. So, how many bombs are we going to see in these laptops, mobile devices, and tablets that are going to be made to turn on when you go on international flights now? Depends on how many people downloaded <laughs> Alien Colonial Marines. <laughs> <laughs> so if you have uh, one of those, like I had a laptop that literally would not turn on if I didn't have it plugged to the charger. So does that mean I'd lose my laptop then? Like, I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, I can understand. I mean, that's to me that's just crazy that we now make bombs and cell phones and stuff. But at least they're trying to. To be more secure about things, but uh, they probably should have used that about many years ago. Kind of weird they took them this long to figure it out. But uh, on that note, I don't know that there's really anything else. Uh, so that's been the show for today. I guess we should get to those plugs since we do technically run this through a website that needs to be discussed. We we didn't discuss it enough on this on this uh podcast. Formania dot com slash games or slash many other things that are on that website. Wrestling, music, uh, movies, T V, whatever. MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh sports. We still have sports, right? No, we don't have sports <laughs> anymore. Uh we used to. Boxing. <laughs> uh, so I still don't understand how in the world Ramon was able to convince Ashish that we needed a boxing zone, but whatever. Uh, Politics. That still exists, though. And and Ashish's mind, I think. Oh, God. You can stay there. Uh, Daniel? Uh, 4-on-1 Games Factor Fiction comes up out every Thursday at midnight-ish whenever Jeremy puts it up. I want to say it's going to be Jeremy and Randall this week. Should be good. Oh, boy, Randall. Randall yet again. Yes, because he will always give me questions on time or early. Ah, hey, that's always a good man. And I don't have any new volunteers, so. (laughs) I mean, I've volunteered. It's just there's that whole thing of, like, early and on time and. Uh, time. What is it truly? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to start using existential questions to, uh, <laughs> to make sense of the fact that I'm a lazy bum. 
Robert. Oh boy, that's me. Uh, there is uh, pretty much the Rattledge and Broadcasting Network. That's where most of my podcasts are, and that's the home of almost every podcast you'll ever want to listen to. Okay, not all of them, but there's most of them. There's uh, what's going to be live tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern Time, Eastern Standard Time. The, uh, there's the Metal Hammer of Doom, which is going to be myself, uh, Mark Radlich, and I think we're going to have uh, a guy who is like the super fan of the Radlich Broadcasting Network, as well as a co-host on From the Cheap Seats, which I'm also on, and we'll plug in a second, Jesse Starcher. The three of us will be talking about the new Body Count album, Manslaughter. That's going to be so fun, because it's going to be like, have iced tea, and it's going to talk about talk shit, get shot, 99 problems, and it's going to be great. So yeah, uh, tune in for that to hear uh, three white, two middle-aged white men and a young white man talk about a uh, rap metal album. There's also uh, From the Cheap Seats, which I mentioned earlier, that is uh, usually every other Thursday at 9 or 10 p.m., I think they're going to have one this week. It's uh, Jason Teasley, Jesse Starcher, and sometimes myself when I get off on time. Uh, they were pretty good. We talked about sports and football and more football. And yeah, it's pretty great. And finally, the Sentai Rider Podcast, which is my baby. It's my favorite. You can find us at facebook.com slash Sentai Rider Podcast. That is S-E-N-T-A-I-R-I-D-E-R Podcast. Uh, we're going to be back really soon because Hunter's ordering a mic and I have a working computer, and we have literally like two months of stuff to catch up on. So, oh boy, we're going to be doing that. Uh, it's going to be so great. I'm excited. This time, I'm actually going to do it. It's going to be great. Oh. So, yeah, uh, just keep your eyes out on uh, for that. Usually, we're on Monday nights or Saturday nights, just depending on how many episodes we recorded earlier. So, uh, yeah, just, you know, just kind of keep an eye out for us. I'll really appreciate it. We talk tokusatsu. That's Japanese children's shows, Power Rangers, Ultraman. Uh, Super Sentai Kamen Rider, maybe even some Godzilla sometime. I'll have to see. But yeah, and finally... Godzilla! Uh, in, Godzilla! Yeah. And uh, finally, in things that I swear I'm going to write it sometime, uh, the Hammer of Doom News Report on ForwardOnMania.com in the Music Zone. It'll be back someday, I'm sure. Uh, like, yeah, like I'm such a shitty metal writer that Jeremy reviewed the new Judas Priest album. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that did come out. Oops. Was that good? Yeah, he gave it an 8.5. Sweet. I love Judas Priest. Yeah. Yeah. It should be pretty fun. But uh, in terms of plugs, I think that's all I got. All right. Well, I have the game's top five. Uh, last week it was the top five GameCube games. This week I'm hoping that that means Robert will help me out. It's the top five Nintendo two or Nintendo DS games. Two DS games. I almost said two DS games. Uh, Nintendo DS games. I'm missing my two DS right now. That's why I'm thinking about it. Ah, uh, oh. which I found out in Florida. Apparently, it's considered uh, if you buy anything with while living together with somebody, it's considered joint. Uh, you joint own it, so I can't do anything. I have to pay the hundred and fifty dollars to get all my crap out. That's stupid. Yes, it is stupid, but. That's way Florida works. You get a roommate. Florida get a roommate. God help you. Well, in a relationship, not if you're in a relationship with that person and you live with them, it's it's considered if they if you bought it while being with them, it's considered joint. Like my car would not. She it doesn't matter if I live with her. She could steal it and I could get it for her. But that's another cover for no matter. Uh, Either way, uh, 
Yes, uh, I love my DS, so I'll be making a list. Hopefully, you can make a list, Robert, and hopefully, at least Cash will make a list. I don't know if you will be able to, Daniel, but... Uh, well, let's see. Advanced Wars... Uh, I think there was two Advanced Wars games, so... There you yeah, go. and then uh, Fire Emblem. I'm sure... I'll see if I can get something together. Just do haikus. That's... <laughs> That was very creative, Robert. I have to give you that. <laughs> thank yeah. you, thank you. And th- you guys have been helping me a lot, so I appreciate it a lot. Uh, uh, aside from that, we uh, not this. That's no, next week. Um, Rest of the Max podcast is now part of Four One One. Yay! So, uh, especially now with podcasts being added as columns, it gives us a lot more visibility. And this podcast, of course, will be added as a column as well in the Game Zone. So make sure you check that out. Uh, this is our third episode as part of 411. Uh, we discussed, uh, Raw, TNA, NXT, and we also talked about that Monday Night War sneak preview that they showed last night. Uh, it was a really good episode. There was a lot of stuff from that Monday Night War DVD, especially when Eric, whenever Eric Bischoff talks, but they have a lot of different interviews in there that kind of talk about things and fill in a lot of things that you didn't hear about the Monday Night War, so it's a lot more balanced. Uh, it seems like they're doing a doc, it's a 20 part documentary series instead of what it was on demand where it was episodes of Raw and Nitro compared and contrasted against each other. So, um, should make for really interesting stuff and if this works out, I hope we get more stuff like, stuff like that for ECW and, uh, and other things that WWE could do with all those libraries that they have. So, um, uh, aside from that, we we have uh, I'm probably going to do a football to football on the World Cup semifinals on Thursday night. Uh, we did do one on the quarterfinals and that sad. Finally, the U.S. got kicked out, uh, losing to Belgium in extra time, which made me very sad. But that's okay. They they fought their hearts out. Got to give it to them for that. Uh, I guess now America can stop acting that they care about soccer except for another four years. Um, and of course, this podcast. We will be back. Uh, Tuesday, hopefully we'll be able to be live. We're going to be around Tuesday, around noon Eastern, 1 p.m. Eastern for the time being. The place that I moved into, I live with other people, and uh, the walls are hollow. And I already have to do one podcast at midnight or later. And if I do another one the next night, they'll probably kill me. So I want to be able to live and still be here. So uh, we, we're doing this one around noon or 1 o'clock. So if you... Maybe more of you are around. You can call in or you can chat or, or whatever. Um, and if and if you don't want to listen live or you don't want to listen through speaker.com or 411, we are on demand. You can listen to us on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, or TuneIn Radio. And we also have a uh, Twitter page. You can uh, go follow us at, at CoopMulti411. Uh, the co-op is actually Coop because you can't do uh, high fats in Twitter. So there you go. <laughs> Your name is is in the Twitter handle. Uh, I think that that does it for this week, guys. Uh, uh, it's been great. We actually this is two hour show because we had so much to talk about. Um, hopefully, we won't have to miss a week, so we don't have to do such a long show next week. But until then, see you guys later. Later. Quantum leave. Doctor Who. Doctor Who. I can't wait for Doctor Who to come back. So excited. Yes. Neither. Uh, later.